Welcome back, everybody, to another edition here of the Win Life Podcast with Awilda Rivera. On today's segment of Inside the Winner Circle, I'm super excited to have Greg Wood, founder of Before I Do Travel and Before I Do Events, also known as Bido Travel on Instagram with over 12,900 followers. He's been making our mouths water about beautiful destinations for quite some time now. What I love about Greg is that, you know, he's very transparent about his humble beginnings with his company. There was a post he recently shared where he showed all the layaway plans and it was a, a full of folders. And he said there was a time when there was just one little folder just holding down the fort. And now he's been able to grow his business into this wonderfully successful booked out uh, company. So, Greg, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Awilda. So, um, let's get right to it. Why Beto? Why, you know, why not a desk job somewhere? Uh, well, it always wasn't, you know, growing up, I always knew, you know, I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be able to set my own hours. I wanted to be able to live on my own terms. But unfortunately, you know, it takes, uh, it takes time to figure out your lane, figure out your passion, figure out what you want to do for a living. So like everyone else, you know, I had that nine to five. I had that corporate gig. Um, I did that. I, I did that, that daily hustle. And when I was finally in that world, was I reminded uh, where I wanted to be and, and, and how I wanted to be my own boss. Just because, you know, working for the man every day, nine to five, and, you know, splitting commissions with them and every dollar that you make is 50 cents for him. You know, it, it, it hurts when you feel like you're uh, somewhat being taken advantage of. And that's what I felt like. So I said enough was enough and mm -hmm. I went my own way. Mm. And travel, like how did you come up with Beto? Like what made you realize that this was your passion? Like that uh, this is the industry you wanted to be in? Yeah, so uh, the actual, that story actually goes back about six years ago. I was working for a family business in the recycling industry. I was running the plastics division for a 40-year-old family business. So think of how, you know, how uh, black and white that is, how old school, I guess you want to say that is. Um, and what, what I noticed around those times is since I was around my old man so much, uh, you know, all the testosterone built up and, 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 and constantly, you know, hitting the ground running every day on the phones and all that, you know, one day I got back home and, and you know, I was talking to him and it quickly turned, it escalated into an argument. Um, and he looks at me and, and he tells me, you know, Greg, I'm, I'm sick and tired of having this, you know, money related, business related, occupation related conversation on a weekly basis that turns into an argument. Why don't you just find your passion and go after it? And, you know, I, I didn't really understand what he meant by that, find your passion and go after it. So, you know, the weeks and months that followed that, I, you know, I started thinking to myself, what are my passions and how do I discover what a passion is? And, you know, what I, my definition of passion is when, when was I most happy? One of the moments in my life when I'm, when I'm most happy. So I got a piece of blank paper and I wrote down a list of 10 passions I had, you know, just moments in my life when I was happy and I tied those things around to either a word or a phrase. So I had this blank piece of paper and I had written, you know, uh, um, 
you know, marketing. I was a marketing major from Florida State. So marketing was always a passion of mine. Sales, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, travel, uh, partying. I noticed that I was always happy when I was out either partying with friends or family or, or around people I cared about. Um, you know, so, so basically I had a, a list of these, these 10 words. And then for the weeks following, I, I tried to create a business that could incorporate as many of those words as possible. Because I knew that if I can include as, as many of those words as possible into one business idea, that it would ultimately make for, for the happiest life that I could create or the most passionate life that I could create. And then it was basically like two or three days after I had that game plan that one of my best friends gave me a call and was like, hey, Greg, I, I know you don't know the first thing about bachelor, bachelor parties. He's like, but hey, you know, you had the, you know, the, the connections in the nightlife scene in Tallahassee where you're at, when you were at FSU. Um, and I, I want to do a bachelor party to Vegas. Can you help? And, you know, I, I kind of started digging into it. I told them, yeah, sure. You know, no problem. I'll try it out. And I started digging into the industry and I saw that this world would tie in the family and the friends and the travel and the party. And it allows me for, to, to include the marketing and the sales because I'm a business owner now, you know, so, so, so it was a no brainer for me. And, and that's, what sparked the creation of, of Bido? Oh, and I, uh, that's such a great story. What I love already about what you shared is that anyone listening, you know, when you think about how do I identify what I'm passionate about, I loved your definition, which was the moments in my life when I'm most happy, what am I doing? Exactly. Because that's a way to get really clear, really fast. And that's very relatable. I know that everyone listening can think of a few moments in their life when they were most happy and what they were doing. Exactly. The other thing that I loved about your story and what you just said about how you created what you what you decided to do and go after was this idea that you start to take action immediately. You weren't just like, oh, dad, what the heck? You know, why you talk to me like that? And you just didn't do anything about it. You were exactly. like, okay, let me take action. The other thing that I love, uh, um, that I love that you shared was just the, the fact that, you know, it was your dad saying, yo, I'm tired. Clearly you're not happy. Maybe exactly. you realize it, but go and be happy somewhere else because that's it. You're driving me crazy. Exactly. And, it was you know, his way, his way of saying, screw off. Yeah, but in the way that a father would. Exactly. And and what I what is so powerful about that is that anyone that is listening that follows you, or if anyone after this goes to your personal Instagram, the Beto Boss, they'll see that you recently took your dad on a trip and celebrated him through your business. Yep. Which is such a full circle moment. Knowing now, I never heard this story before, you know, knowing this story how proud that must have made him, you know? Absolutely. Um, and so kind of pivoting and segueing from that, when you when you figured out, okay, I'm going to do the bachelor party business. And, you know, that's, you know, I know a lot of people already are like, oh, my God, like, that's my dream. You know, they're like, oh, my God, that must have been amazing. It must have been so fun. It must have been so easy. Right. What what like what were some obstacles? Like, did you have the like days where you're like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, or was it just like a piece of cake? Well, all right. So there, there's two sides to that story. So what makes this 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 job, this industry, I guess this craft, you want to call it. I look at what I do as a craft. I, I, 
I don't sell, people tell me all the time, oh, but you know, you do bachelor and bachelorette parties. And I tell them, no, I do not do bachelor and bachelorette parties. I do experiences. I provide an experience. I want, uh, you know, a group, any, any members of four or more to go to a destination and, and experience something together for the first time to create that memory. So back to your question of how, you know, what are some of the obstacles? You need to realize that a lot of these clients are bachelor and bachelorette parties. And what happens at a lot of these parties is a lot of alcohol. So, you know, the vast majority of my obstacles are around uh, not only always having the best interest of the client. So, so it's a matter of staying uh, at least five steps ahead of the client at all times throughout the trip. So I've educated my reps on the grounds at our 25 destinations um, to, to create environments for the groups that, you know how they say like child, child proofing a home, you know, yes, making it susceptible. Yes. Okay. So we, we, we bachelor bachelorette party proof our homes. You know, we, we get, we get rid of all the glassware that's unnecessary. Uh, yeah. you know, you know, we, 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 uh, put signs like in the areas that have carpet, just letting, letting the guys and girls know like, Hey, you know, it's probably best if you don't drop your drinks here. You know, if you're going to drop your drinks, there's better places to drop them. Uh, <laughs> things like that, just because we've been in this world long enough now, where we know, you know, what's going to happen. I can pretty much walk into any, you know, villa, condo, mansion, you name it, that we're renting for the group. And I could point out the items that if we didn't move, they would be broken by the end of the weekend. <laughs> Just because I know the areas of the house that the guys and girls are going to be, you know, taking shots around, going to be doing beer pong, flip cup. I know the party areas and then I know the sleeping areas. As long as the party areas are childproof, you're good. But the sleeping, the sleeping areas, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's, that's basically the, a lot about, of obstacles. Yeah. And what I love about, you know, what you've just shared is that you really have taken your level of expertise in all areas and made it into a business. You know, you know how to party, as you said a few minutes ago. So you're like, I'm used, I'm bringing that knowledge to the table. Now, when you said, all right, dad, this is what I'm going to do. All right, mom, family. Did people think you were crazy? Like, are there still haters out there that are like, like, what are you doing? I mean, I know you're not really affected by that because you're very confident in what you're doing. But I'm sure there was some point where maybe it was like, damn, why they won't just let me live? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've had uh, haters, naysayers, enemies, whatever you want to call them. I've had them my whole life. So, you know, from even from a young age, I've, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had that business mentality, business mindset. So I've always dealt with, you know, a hater or two, you know, giving me some backlash or kind of, you know, hoping to steer me the wrong way. So that's never really been uh, such a big thing for me. I just, you know, about following my my instincts, following my gut. But yeah, there there was definitely times, you know, when I first got started, I would say about 90% of the people that would hear about my business would say, wow, that is a great idea. I wish you the best of luck and, and go kick ass. And then there was like the 10% that would be like, oh, wow, that's, you know, why would I travel with you guys when I could just travel with Expedia or Travelocity or, 
and they don't really understand, you know, the inner workings of the of the travel industry, right? And how how there are so many uh, niche businesses within the travel sector that do far better, you know, when you look at the numbers than the big giants that we all think kill it. Right. So, you know, right. it, it, I saw those guys, you know, there's companies that specialize just in travel to Greece and just in travel to Africa and just in travel. And these are such, com these are companies that if you and I looked at, we would be like, oh, wow, it's such a small company. But in reality, you look at those companies' numbers and a lot of those companies that have those niche businesses, they make more profits than the big guys because the big guys, we all know what they do. They're working on quantity. They have real small margins. So I knew the second that I, that I had the idea of getting into the travel industry, I knew that I had to be niche. I, I had to be specialized. Um, and then the second that I, it, it, it hit me that there was no Expedia for group travel doesn't exist. I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to start off with bachelor and bachelorette parties. I'm going to snowball into group travel, birthday parties, corporate events. And the ultimate goal here is to be the largest group travel provider in the world. So that's always been the vision. Okay. And, and what I love about what you just said and what I hope people are hearing is like everything Greg, I mean, at least what he shared, right? Everything he's doing is propelled by this bigger vision, but he's not myopic. He's not just running towards this vision without a plan. He is stair-stepping right into where he wants to be and doing so in a very pragmatic way and a very strategic way. Now, Greg, what, what about, like, have you personally, you know, as the, the masthead of this whole thing, has there ever been a moment where there was, like, a crisis of confidence or you were like, damn, you know, is this going to work out the way I want it to? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've gotten to several run-ins with our competition. So we don't have we don't have nationwide competition. So there's not another bachelor, bachelorette party company that has more than one destination. Um, but we do have local competitions. So like in Costa Rica, we've got a local competitor. In Panama, a local competitor. And, uh, you know, when, when, that, when those local competitors you know, guys that had been locally working in that area for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, when they see the new young guy come into town, uh, you better believe that they're going to start sabotaging our operation locally and trying to do everything in their power to make sure that, you know, our groups, you know, whatever group that they can tarnish the reputation with, you know, becomes unsatisfied. But my biggest thing was regardless of what the obstacles are, if they're going to attempt to sabotage our groups, it, no matter how much money it takes for Bido to make it correct, make it right for said group, all I care about is, is a happy customer. So for the first year that I was in some of these very hostile destinations, we would have you know, several sabotages throughout the weekend by the competitors. And that's, you know, they would call vendors, they would act like they were me. Uh, they would say, oh, we're, ca we're canceling reservations. Yeah, Greg, Greg Wood, I'm Greg Wood. I'm saying that it's good. You could cancel the reservation. You know, and then my clients get to the place and it's like, oh, yeah, the owner of Vital called this morning and canceled the reservation. And it's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> Why no. would he have canceled it if, if the group is here? You know, and then they got to get me involved. And then I got to explain to the owner, who did you speak to? You know, what did he sound like? And it's like, oh, no, he had a, a heavy hit. 
a heavy, uh, he was speaking Spanglish. And I was like, well, you're talking to me right now and I'm speaking perfect English, aren't I? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I didn't know because, you know, it was quick. It was early in the morning. I was half asleep. And it's like, okay, well, that's not my problem. You need to make it right. So, um, you know, it's, it's the obstacles like that early on that we had to overcome that were difficult. Wow. Wow. I mean, and I hope that people are really listening because in any business, even if you're an inventor or let's say you're just a career professional, mm -hmm. right? You're going to run into situations where people want the same promotion as you or people are looking to get in front of the same investor group as you or whatever. And what I really want everyone to hear that Greg mentioned was, regardless of the obstacles, you have to keep moving forward. You cannot internalize other people's behavior and let that sort of make you the victim. Absolutely. Like, like I mean, perfect example was my rep's mentality of that situation versus my mentality of that situation. So we catch word from the vendor that our reservation has been canceled, obviously not by us, by someone else. My rep's mentality was, oh man, I'm gonna get the competitor on the phone right now and I'm gonna chew them out for what they did. And my mentality was, screw the, screw the competition, you know, why yell at them? That's not gonna solve anything. We've got our customers on the ground waiting for their ex, uh, excursion. We need to get them on this ex excursion immediately. The rest we'll figure out after. So it's first help the customer, then solve the, the real problem. So it's, it's, you know, it was just a, a reverse mindset of the same situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mindset is so important in everything that we do, especially success oriented. Yeah. So Greg, we've heard your plan for like world domination. <laughs> you know, we've gotten a little bit of a taste of the stuff, but, but travel isn't your only love, right? You also are into crypto mm -hmm. and, and other things. And, and isn't there talk that you also may be expanding into weddings? Uh, yeah, it's funny you actually say that. You have done your research. I thank you for that. Uh, we are uh, considering getting into the wedding gig, uh, maybe uh, honeymoons, uh, you know, destination weddings, things of that nature. Um, at, the same, at the same token, uh, weddings, anything involving the actual wedding itself is very, very hands-on. It's very, very detail-oriented. And that's why it costs so much money. So the reason why wedding planners are so expensive is because they're doing, uh, they, they have a lot of things in their hands with a lot of areas that can go wrong. Very similar to what I do with the, you know, the various groups and the travel. Right. So it's, so it's definitely something that we're looking into um, before launching our wedding slash, destination wedding slash uh, honeymoons uh, divisions. We're actually focusing at the moment on Bido Europe, which we're very, very excited about. We're bringing Carissa onto the team uh, and she's going to be helping out. She's basically going to be running all things Bido Europe, what she's currently doing. So just to give you some background on how we're getting that started, um, the biggest deal breaker for Americans trying to travel to Europe is the airfare. Um, you know, I know more or less what groups are willing to pay from a budget standpoint. 
So where we're currently at, we're, we're looking at the different, mainly uh, Eastern cities. So the large cities, uh, East United States that uh, have affordable airfare lanes into various cities throughout Europe. So basically what we're looking into now is what cities can we target with affordable airline or airfares into uh, Europe and then we can plan a weekend around those cities because you know the the obstacle of airfare which is usually you know the deal breaker has mm -hmm. bit, has been overcame. So that's basically what we're doing now uh, with Bido Europe. We're also expanding into Colombia. So we have Medellin up and running and uh, next we'll be tackling Cartagena. So those are our two areas that we're focusing on first. But as soon as we've got that up and running, uh, we also want to explore into the yoga field, which is going to be with your help, of course. Of course. And, <laughs> and we also want to explore into weddings uh, and the uh, honeymoons and all that. So we've got a couple new things on the horizon, a few things, you know, exciting uh, changes, I guess you want to say. But yeah, that's that's basically what we've got in the works. And I know that people are, I, I mean, I'm going to ask the question that I know yeah. that, because I know at this point, some people have switched off their learning brain and now are already in their consumer brain because they're like, dang, travel. Hmm. Okay. So let's say there, you said it's a group of four or more, right? So let's four or more. Mm -hmm. There's a group. What is like the average cost that mm -hmm. you could look to spend to go to any, you know, just generally your you know, beachy type destinations or whatever. Got you. Well, the great thing about us is that we don't. All right. So what a lot of our competitors do, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll first explain how, you know, the norm is within the industry and then I'll explain how we do it. So the norm within the industry and these group group travel companies or whatever you want to call them, travel agencies, whatever term you want to use is um, they typically have set package options. So it's like, hey, you know, Mr. Customer, Mr. Group, Mrs. Group, whatever you want to call it. If you want to travel to the Dominican Republic, we have this bronze, silver, and gold package option. The bronze obviously is less expensive and does not come with as many services, but it's, you know, cookie cutter type packages. Um, when I did my research five years ago, you know, looking to get into this industry, that's all I saw. All the companies, they did the same thing. And the reason they do that is because they, they know that it's going to be the same services more or less for every single group. So they could go to those vendors and they can crunch those vendors down into large quantity contracts to bring down those prices and maximize profits. So the reason I didn't want to do that is because I didn't just want to be another travel company. So how we do it is it's custom one of one packages for every single group. So what does that mean? If someone comes to me and says, hey, Greg, we've got a per person budget of $500. That's what we're looking to spend. And, and we want to be on a beach somewhere. Where would you recommend that we go? And then I could say, okay, $500 trip. Well, I got to look into, take into consideration airfare. Well, hey, to get to this destination, it's about $180, $220 on average to get there. So I know that you'll have more or less $300 remaining within your desired budget to work on that destination. So basically what I'm getting at is, is we can tailor the trip around the customer's needs. If we've had groups travel with us on $500 per person budgets, 
And we've had groups travel with us on ten to $15,000 per person budgets. So it doesn't really matter where the group lands. It's completely tailored to where, what they want to spend and what they want to experience. That's wonderful. And I really hope that everyone listening has been able to just take a little bit of your business acumen, mm -hmm. you know, away from this conversation and not to say that they're going to suddenly become a titan of industry or like they've learned everything they need to know now about business, but there's a healthy sense of curiosity, clarity of vision, persistence, knowing what you're going after and knowing how to set yourself out from the competition with confidence that I think everyone can take away from this interview and have something that is like, you know, propels them forward in whatever they're doing. So Absolutely. Greg, you know, given all this, and I could keep talking to you for forever, but alas, <laughs> I have to, you know, start to bring it to a close. Uh -huh. So now that people have heard more of your story, they know more about what you do and just, you know, how you created something completely new out of your passions. And I know you're inspiring people to travel all over the place, you know, just by virtue of your incredible, like, hovercraft videos of Costa Rica and <laughs> all these other things, the two chains in the back, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> but let's say they're like, yo, I want to kill it like Greg. Like, I legit want to win life like Greg. What would be, like, one big piece of advice you would give them? The best piece of advice that I can give is first, find your passion. So how do you find your passion? You can do that, you know, that task that I told you about, that drill, I guess you want to call it, where you get a piece of paper and you write them all down. If that doesn't work, you just got to, for the, for the next couple of weeks, you just got to have your mind open to the possibility that you can work in any industry. So as long as you have your mind open and you're out there meeting new people, networking, trying new things, your passion will come to you, but it has a lot to do with your mindset. There, you know, there, there, you're going to have signs left and right, but unless you're open, you're looking for them, you're not going to find them. And more importantly than anything else, once you find that passion, don't make the mistake that I made early on and enter that passion with the mindset that you're going after the money. When I first got into this industry, I was constantly focusing on how I can generate revenues, how I could generate profits, how can I make the most money? And what I quickly realized six months into following this passion with Bido is that it, it, it's not all about the money. First, find the passion, then find the craft, find the industry, the business, whatever it is, and then become the best you possibly can at that craft within that industry. And trust me, the money will follow. So mm. follow, follow the passion, perfect the passion, and the money will follow. Oh, guys, I mean, literally, you can't get better advice than that. Get real with yourself sit down, be open so that you can figure out what that passion is. Greg gave you a great exercise to do. And he said, listen, if you can't do the exercise, just open your mind to the possibility you can work in any industry and go out and meet people. I love, love, love that you said, find the passion, find the craft, become an expert, and the money will come. 
I think you're so right about people getting caught up on the money and that blocking a lot of their progress. So, man, Greg, you have just shared so much value. I am thanking you on behalf of myself and the listeners. Thank you so much for being on and everybody out there listening. Until next time, get out there and win life. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Awilda. I appreciate it.